Good evening on India Decides at 9 o'clock. The top headlines tonight. The ordinance on the food security bill is stalled. But first, BGP President Rajnath Singh calls Nitish Kumar, but the alliance is as good as over. The decision likely this weekend, the BGP in Bihar holds an emergency meeting. Nitish Kumar tells NDTV he has spoken to Mamta Di and Naveen Patnaik and supports the idea of a federal, even an eastern front. बहुत अच्छा संदेश जाएगा और हम एक दूसरे की मदद भी करेंगे और मिलकर के ताकत बनेगी। Daring attack by over 100 Naxals on a passenger train in Bihar. They were all armed and their aim apparently was to loot weapons of armed personnel on the train. Three people are reported to have died. The finance minister says, "Don't panic. The rupee will find its level. We are concerned about volatility, but don't worry." His advice, however, that people should not buy gold comes in for huge criticism. Mr. Chidambaram says stopping the import of gold will drastically improve the rupee situation. People who want to buy gold must realize that every ounce of gold is imported. Every ounce. No gold is manufactured in India. You pay rupees. We have to provide the dollars. The BJP attacks the Prime Minister's office for its confidentiality argument, rejecting RTI on its response to questions about how it handled complaints against Robert Vadra. The Congress and Mr. Chidambaram refuses to comment. The monsoon has reached South Rajasthan two days early. Delhi expects rain during the next few days. Good spells expected during the 15th or 17th of June. So far, however, the monsoon's progress has been slow. 45% less than expected in East and Northeast India, surplus in the rest of the country. And it's the end of the telegram, but now a rush by people to actually use the service. They're sending telegrams to ask the Prime Minister to change the government's mind. This response is इतने सालों से ये सेवा हम दे रहे हैं तो उनको भी दुख होगा दुख तो हमें भी है खुशी के मामले में लोग पहले लड्डू लेकर आते थे कि भाई हमारा तार दे दीजिए और ये मिलता नहीं है लड्डू दे लड्डू उनको मिलता है जो लास्ट में ट्रांजिट करता है जो लास्ट में जो डिलीवरी करता है Also on the show tonight, well, Shah Rukh Khan is travelling south on the Chennai Express. The trailer of the film out today, the full release, and Shah Rukh Khan joins us en route on NDTV at 9:30. So keep watching. But first tonight's top news story and the government has deferred plans to clear an ordinance which would make the right to food a law around the country after key ally Sharad Pawar vetoed the move. Now the government says it will work with opposition parties regarding amendments and could consider a special session of parliament for this. However, the ordinance route still hasn't been ruled out. We should not lose six or seven weeks for this. And what is the guarantee that they will pass it in that session? I'd like to make one more effort to ask the opposition parties whether they will cooperate in passing the bill 
in a special session of parliament. That support is forthcoming. The bill will be passed. Government says opposition from parties like the BJP and the left is the main reason why they did not push through an ordinance on food security. But there was opposition within. Sharad Pawar was opposed to the idea of an ordinance and Samajwadi party who supports the government from outside is totally opposed to the food security bill in its current form. That's why the decision to postpone the bill was taken at the highest level after the Prime Minister consulted the Congress President. This is what happened this morning. This morning, the Prime Minister and Sharad Pawar spoke before the Cabinet meet. At the meeting, the Cabinet Secretary announced that the food ordinance has been deferred. The Prime Minister intervened and said one more attempt to convince the opposition should be made. Sources say Sharad Pawar is against the ordinance route. Parties like the NCP believe that once an ordinance is brought in, major changes to the food bill would be difficult even if Parliament debates its provisions. Have you actually completely given up on the idea of bringing an ordinance or, or will you actually try for a... It's not withdrawn. Kamalnath is coming tomorrow. So, and Sundej is here. So, we will discuss together. Actually, aaj cabinet mein, jahan tak mujhe khabar milti hai, ek mat nahi hai food security bill ke oopar. Aaj bhi kuch gadbad hai, फिर भी एक नाटक चल रही है कि विपक्ष के कारण ही वो रुकावट हो रही है। The BJP and left support food security, but want their own amendments. But the government wants an assurance that they will clear the bill regardless of the amendments. So whether a special session of parliament will be called is still very unclear. In New Delhi, with Sandeep Bhukan, Kethiangre for NDTV. So what exactly does the right to food mean? What's in this bill which could have been law if the ordinance had been cleared? Well, this includes, the uh, government says that there will be a right over subsidized food grain to 67% of the population. That means the government by law will have to provide food to nearly one-thirds of India. The allocation is of those uh, households that are considered priority of 5 kilos of food grain per person at a fixed rate. That's the 3 to 1 which is rice at 3 rupees a kilo, wheat at 2 and cereals at 1 rupee. The allocation, uh, coarse grains to 1 rupee. The allocation is of 75% of rural population and 50% of the urban poor. The estimated food grain requirement for this according to the government is 61 million tons. So the worry is what will happen if for instance the crop fails in a year and the government doesn't have those stocks. That's a worry raised by Agriculture Minister Sharad Pawar. Now what's the likely cost to the exchequer? Well estimates say about 1.25 lakh crores. Again this is a very divisive point. The government says this is only around 27,000 crores more than the current food subsidies. But many analysts say the cost will be much much more and also what about leakages? So an ambitious bill which as I said aims to cover nearly two-thirds of India, India's population. Nobel laureate Professor Amartya Sen even quantified what he says as the impact of the bill. 1,000 people die every week, he says, the bill is delayed. It's a figure that's been attacked, but our reporters filed these stories on the reality of the current system and what the people who will need it the most are hoping for from this. There's a sizable number of people over here. This is a cluster of about four villages, and there are a few people over here who claim that they haven't been able to get their supplies of ration for the past two, two and a half months. Tota Ramji, apna card dekhaiye. No, sir, no card. 
इस कार्ड में कितने समय से एंट्री नहीं हुई है इस अंत्योदय कार्ड चार साल से नहीं मिला और पंद्रह सोलह आदमी का कार्ड कटे हैं चार साल से आना नहीं मिला है तो आपको लगता है कि ये सरकार कानून ला रही है तो इसके बाद इसमें कोई एंट्री होगी इसमें आपको कुछ अनाज मिलेगा चावल गेहूं और जो कुछ जो कुछ भी थोड़ा जो मिल जाए तो फायदा है हमका है सात आठ आदमी घर के परिवार के हैं जो है सब हमका कहाँ बनना को कार्ड बनबे नहीं तो कहा करिए हम कौन इन किसने नहीं बनाया कोटेदार ने कार्ड नहीं बनवाया कोटेदार ने बनवाई ना कोई प्रधान प्रधान जैसे कहला बनी है बनी है तब अपन कहीं बना कर मेट्रियाक ऑफ द फैमिली इज सोना बाई शी वर्क इन द हाउस इज नियर बाय वॉशिंग वेसल्स वॉबिंग द फ्लॉर्स एंड शी मेक्स अबाउट टू थाउजेंड रुपीज अ मंथ शी सपोर्ट्स फाइव पीपल नाउ शी वुड बी समबडी दिस फैमिली is a family which holds an antyodai ration card which right now has been washed out in the rain but this would be the family that would be targeted under the food security bill jo aapko rationing office se dhanya milta hai jo bhi anaj milta hai wo aap lete hai ki nahi lete nahi lete main to kyun nahi lete main dusre ko de deti hu kyun nahi lete aap kal main acha aata hai खराब आता है हाँ खराब आता है और क्या आपको वहाँ शक्कर वगैरह सब मिलता है बकर कुछ भी नहीं देता खाली मैं घास लेती लेती शक्कर नहीं देता है वो कम दर में अनाज मिले ऐसी एक नई स्कीम आने वाली है इसके बारे में आपको कुछ पता है नहीं तो किसी ने आपसे बात की है इसके बारे में देर इज लैक ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन ऑल्सो अमंग स्लम ड्वेलर्स अमंग मुंबई होमलेस अमंग पीपल द मोस्ट वॉलरेबल ऑफ द लॉर्ड Who needs food security? With camera person Rajesh Gupta in Hardoi, in Mumbai. With camera person Bapu Wag, Ananjanani, Miloni Bhat for NDTV. So two very interesting points there. One a report from Uttar Pradesh. That's the area. That's the state. where the highest population is estimated uh, to be which will actually require this food security bill and also urban mumbai so as we said the bill will cover 75% of rural poor and 50% of urban poor joining me tonight on this debate i am joined by shantaram nayak rajya sabha mp of the congress also chairman of the parliamentary standing committee of law and justice also prakash javdekar rajya sabha <coughs> mp spokesperson of the bjp nawab malik of the ncp spokesperson of Ma from maharashtra harsh mandir special commissioner of the supreme court on the right to food also joining me tonight professor arvind panagria professor of economics of columbia university and tonight i'm actually going to start with professor panagria because in a sense all the rest of the people on this panel agree in different ways on the need for this kind of law for this kind of right to food professor panagria's views are completely different so yeah. over to you sir because interestingly both the reports we just had expressed in a way some of your arguments one a person who says i, I need it but i don't even know how to get this card and another a person in urban mumbai in a slum who earns 2000 rupees a month but doesn't use the pds system because she says the rice and wheat are substandard go ahead sir with your view on the fact that this bill is likely to be a reality sooner rather than later uh sorry right actually the bill is going to be a reality uh, political political correctness has led everybody to kind of line up to vote for it Uh, but that doesn't necessarily make it the right bill to pass. Um, you know, to for starters, you know, start out it gives five kilograms of food grain to people at subsidized prices. The average consumption today is something like 11 or 12 kilograms. The real issue is how do you, you know, assuming that more must be consumed by the households and individuals, the real issue is how do you make them consume more? 
And even if you look at the top 30% of the households, you can look at actually top 5% of the households. They are consuming somewhere around, say, in rural areas about 12 kilograms. Uh, in the urban areas, somewhere between 9.5 to 10 kilograms. Uh, you give, uh, and, and, and bottom 30% is maybe you know, in rural areas is about 2 kilograms less. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the urban areas, it's the same. So, what people are going to do simply is take the 5 kilograms of extra subsidized grain purchase less 5 kilograms in the open market uh, and, and simply uh, save that part of the money. And my really uh, uh, prediction is that much of the money that they will save because of the subsidy uh, uh, would go get spent on other things. The big, big item, you know, when you think of nutrition in India, today, you know, calorie consumption is yesterday's battle. Uh, it is the nutrition balanced diet which is today's battle. And that's where milk consumption apparently, this is where you see the big large gaps, milk and eggs. That's where you see the big large gaps between the poor and the non-poor. So you go to the bottom 5%, milk consumption is about 1, 1.5 kg per month. Right. You go to the top 5%, milk consumption is about 11 kg. And there is a whole spectrum as you go from poor to the richer people, milk consumption rises exponentially. Uh, same for eggs. So milk and eggs is where the real frontier so is. So in and a I sense, can predict that. I think you're making the you're saying Sorry. political political correctness in a way is making us ignoring the sense of what's actually needed. The battle has shifted. You're saying from actually fighting hunger to the kind of calories that are being consumed. Let me bring in Prakash Javdekar because let me bring in an opposition voice. Prakash Javdekar, what's interesting is that besides the Samajwadi Party, the main opposition party, the BJP yourself actually doesn't oppose the bill. You all are just saying we want amendments and you actually cite the Chhattisgarh example where even more entitlements are given uh, by law already by the Chhattisgarh government. Is the BGP being politically correct as well? Is it true that the BGP can't afford to be seen as anti-poor in election year? No, it's not about political grandstanding. It's about our commitment to the poor. Because we believe that hunger today, even after 65 years of independence, is the result of uh, mismanagement on the economic front by the 55 years of rule of Congress. And that's why uh, poor needs help. And we have already enacted. The Congress is only making noise. We have already enacted and implemented. And what is more surprising is, as you yourself has told, that it was Sharad Pawar and Samajwadi party who stalled the ordinance and they are blaming BJP. We are not in your cabinet. It is, we are the first mover of the bill and you are blaming us unnecessarily because you want to play politics with it. If you have real concern for the poor, when the food was going waste and there was no place in the go-down, Supreme Court has ordered and has given direction that that should be distributed to the millions of hungry people. Why Amartya Sen did not tell the government that obey the Supreme Court directive? Because he is partial. But more than that, the government straight away refused the Supreme Court directions. So and that is the real issue. So you are talking about the fight within the government and Sharad Pawar has been a known 
opponent to this bill earlier, even now the ordinance route is something he is completely vetoed. Shantaram Nayak, come in on these two points uh, raised separately. What's interesting, of course, Prakash Javdekar, is uh, perhaps as some economists would point out that the BGP, a center of rights party's econ economy, at least, or the politics is becoming even more <coughs> center of left than the Congress in a sense. But uh, go ahead. BGP's hidden agenda on bill is different. They want Congress to bill, bring the bill in the house and then kill it. But I will go to the history. Why would they do that? They were also facing elections. No, 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 no. They will say that ultimately government did not succeed in getting the bill passed. We wanted the bill passed. Just as they have done in case of 10 bills. But what was Mr. Sharad Pavar's agenda? No, he is the one no, who No, no, I will just come. Congress was the only party which was formed not for with political agenda. Congress party was formed to remove hunger and poverty even before independence. This is the only party. Plague was there. But Mr. Jabdekas blamed you that after 67 years you all haven't managed to do tenancy, that. Tenancy land to tiller was given by Congress party. Agriculture was strengthened by Congress party. Now further strengthening of this bill through food security. Why should anybody oppose? They are opposing indirectly. They are blaming this fellow, that fellow, that fellow. But in ultimately the, the cat will be out of the bag when the bill will be coming if at all without ordinance, then they will say that true colour will be seen on the floor of the house. No, but why was the government bringing it in as an ordinance? Isn't that undemocratic for a bill that is so crucially important? If ordinance is democratic, then the constitution would not have provided for it. But that's only an emergency situation. No, no, not necessarily. There are situations today when, when these people are not allowing any bill to be passed, they are stalling parliament, what can be the other situation? No. But today Sharad Pawar said no to the ordinance. Sharad Pawar may have his, his own logic. That is different thing. We may. He is uh, the agriculture minister. I know, I know. This okay, but we we don't know exact views of self power. Whether he wants to stall the bill? No, I don't think so. He will cooperating with the with the government, and, and and his views are not like of BJP. Let me ask. Well, BJP actually says that we've gone even further. But let me bring in <coughs> Nawab Malik. What are the exact views of Sharad Pawar? Many have pointed out that earlier, as agriculture minister, he's expressed strong objections about the cost of this bill. He's made the point about uh, what will happen if uh, the crops fail in a certain year, what will happen if India will have to import this. And he talks about the money that comes in from exports. What exactly is Sharad Pawar's double game, some would say, on this food security bill? Nawab Malik. No, there is no nothing like a double game. We are never opposed the food security bill. In this country, earlier and today also, subsidized foods are supplied to the people until they or APL, BPL, this kind of a system is there. But this bill, what it will do? It will give an enactment. By a act, you will be liable to get a subsidized food grain. For this, we are having some reservation. If any shortage is there, how it will be dealt? What about the minimum support price to the farmer? These issues are there, which has to be discussed. This was the, our issue. But by bringing any ordinance, instead of that, it should be discussed on the floor of a house, then make a law and then implement this is the issue. We never oppose this kind of a bill or a law which provide a right to, to people of India to get food at the subsidized rate. We never oppose this kind of a bill. This is the actual factual situation. Well, well, the point as, uh, as Professor Matheson made, as I said, that controversial figure of a thousand deaths a week. I'll get Professor Panakra on that later. But Harsh Mandir, I began this round with an opposing view. But let me come with you as somebody who is a special commissioner appointed to the Supreme Court on the right to food. The, 
just the different views amongst the three politicians this program reflects the kind of political entanglement the whole issue of right to food has been caught up in one of the early opponents montek singh alwala made the point that the government it's not about facts anymore it's about a moral recognition that india cannot continue to have one of three children malnourished <coughs> do you think that has actually been that change has the right to food now got mixed up in a question of who will claim credit for it as an election gimmick do you think it will see the light of day no i think it's it's really unfortunate the kind of political football that is being played actually not now but for the last 4 years uh, um, it, it, you know the bill has been you know but tossed from the nac to the government to the standing committee and there have been prolonged uh, you know delays and uh, in in taking a view i don't think i and i think that the you know if the entire political establishment really cared about 230 million people sleeping hungry or every uh, you know second child being malnourished uh, uh, there would be far greater urgency in terms of of of, of getting this uh, getting this bill passed much earlier uh, i i i really yes, feel that that the government that that that, 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 that what, what, no, well, didn't it have to been, in a sense in the space of right no, to no. there, there have nobody is given them that there has been considerable delay there has been considerable no <coughs> sonia just like to make a just one one, one more important mm -hmm. point uh, we've talking too much about the pds you know what is this bill actually going to do the bill says that it's the duty of the state to provision food for uh, to ensure that all people in this country men women and children have sufficient food to lead an active and healthy life providing subsidized food grain is one part of it an important part and you know the failure of the government to even have yet identified i mean we passed the bill today we we haven't even started identifying who are the excluded who are the included uh, it, it's been for years but that's only one pillar of the bill they're really important even more important for me is is the guarantees for children the guarantees for pregnant women and uh, uh, sadly even in the standing committee the provisions for destitute feeding for uh, for community kitchens Uh, which 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 are in danger of being knocked knocked out people starving children who are out of school mm -hmm. uh, i think that 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 basically what what this bill is going to create it's not going to end hunger tonight uh, tomorrow it's not going to end malnourishment but it creates a normative framework and a legal duty for which people can go to court if people are sleeping hungry in a country which has such high levels of economic growth and produces so much food you know 80 million tons of food it's hard for for people to imagine what it means which is rotting in the food grains in which uh, in the godowns if you are not distributing yes you know if you put it one line next to another you can go up to the moon and you can come back and you can go around the world that's the amount of grain that we have which we are still just debating uh, about and as supreme court commissioner as a, as a food buffer uh, the food uh, buffer uh, stock which thing but i just want to bring in professor panagra yeah, yeah. on on that point you made which harsh mandi just said this gives the people of india a legal right to not sleep hungry that really i think is at the heart of the argument and of course last time you we were on our show you sparred professor martesen who used that figure of a thousand deaths a week that uh, every the, 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 he says that's the cost in lives as long as this bill is actually delayed we can go back and forth on how much it should be the subsidies but the fact that it gives the people of india legal right to food is that something you would support sonia you know the bill gives the government the right to distribute it really doesn't give the people to have the right to food i mean if you want to really empower the people give them the cash 
with the kind of money we are talking about that will be spent on this bill on on the right to food food or for food security bill you can give every household of five individuals 7500 rupees per uh, year, year in cash let them go and buy it that is what empowers them that is what gives them the right to actually go and buy whatever they want i mean if they want milk let them get buy milk if they want eggs let them buy eggs but you know just saying that oh this is the right right to food it really is right to right for the government to distribute and i never ceases it never ceases to amaze me how all the activists who really uh, including mr mandar who just now went went over Uh, the, 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 this inability of the government and all the leakages etc that uh, are out there in the current distribution system suddenly now we think that the government will now become a, a, a very highly efficient government just because there is a right to food in place no but, I mean, but in certain states so like chatisgarh let me take the chatisgarh example which has worked yeah. so it states uh, tamil nadu has worked so So it can work in states to put their mind yeah, behind it yeah, if it's a right by law it may well sonia yes Sonia, yeah, I mean that has worked without a, without the right a, a, a law being in place. That is because there is an effective chief minister in, in the state. You know, effective leaders can make things happen with with right or without right. But that doesn't mean you know you are giving me one example of Chhattisgarh. I can give you twenty examples from the other states where it has not worked. So it is a matter of leadership. You know, if you got good leadership, things will work, of course. But is that the case by and large? by and large what you observe is massive leakages so what you are talking about is you know uh, uh, 60 million tons of food to be distributed which would of course require procurement of about 80 million tons mm -hmm. can you imagine what they will that will do to the entire food grain market i mean it will be in complete disruption do not forget what mrs indira gandhi tried to do in the mid 1970s she tried that precisely that thing during that period by taking over the entire wholesale trade in food grain yes. and it was a massive failure she had to retrace retrack her steps uh, and and simply get out of that commitment uh, so you know so, the past history is to be something so to some, be learned some from the past history making uh, us in a cash cash would actually be a better way to actually do that uh, prakash jab they can come in on that because in a sense the government is trying that out with direct cash transfers for lpg they haven't done this for food yet because it's so controversial <coughs> would you agree that the, given the massive leakages in the pds that this is not that perhaps that may be a better way to go of course in chatisgarh i think there is actually a law which uh, for the right to food in chatisgarh as well go ahead sir if you have a determination and leadership as pangriya ji was saying you can make things happen but that is what is not happening in this decisive government let me come to this uh, cash subsidy uh, cash benefit is not substitute for actual food grains i believe in the intelligence of the common man what is arvind ji's uh, main theme but still in absence of any food parallel chain by the government the market prices will be too much uh, uh, and will uh, will be more volatile and that's a big thing but we are not going into that what is important harsh mandar i must give today you a credit that you said it the truth that the bill was delayed because it was tossing from one ministry to another ministry between nsc and the government there was no one opinion then that was tossing from planning commission to here again and so it's all in 2009 president's address 
she said that in 100 days we will have the bill and you didn't have the bill even after 10 sessions successfully happening only two sessions could not take place but you did not bring bill in those 10 sessions so this is what Though is all about the inefficiency and insincerity of the government but let me again tell you nobody is congress my friend shantaram naik is not telling why the supreme court order directive that the instead of rotting uh, getting the foods rot mm -hmm. uh, in the godowns or out of the godowns you distributed free to the poor and why they did not do it Shantanam, had really why do we have to wait about. for a bill to be passed to get that food grain actually out of the godown <coughs> and into the pds and to uh, hungry people you see question of vagaries of monsoon and other things uh, make the food um, the food grains get spoiled Nobody can be pinpointed out to sting. But the question is, no, of there, was be a, there was a good, Supreme Court has said good, that to good release these grains. Supreme Court can say just like that. See, question is, they don't know the mechanism of the government. They only know to pass orders, and we can't. We have to obey those orders. No, but of they course, know, but the they Supreme Court they do, they do, isn't asking you to go they, to the moon. They are saying the rotting under their they nose. They don't govern, and they don't have any idea of the field situation. That must be. But in principle, we agree that food should not go waste. But I am asking the, our BJP friends, are they not interested in helping pregnant and lactating mothers that they should get free meals? But are they not interested in getting maternity are benefits to uh, mothers? Are they not interested in children getting f uh, f free meals? Are they not interested we in have already enacted. why they are substantive bill just because this will no, not work not because of this thing? That oh, is not acceptable. Uh, but uh, Prakash Chakravarti, go ahead Sonia, and Sonia, Sonia, the Supreme just, Court doesn't know how to uh, govern, and that's why the food <coughs> grain is rotting. Go ahead. I don't want I don't to go into that. The real problem of the I, I could get I could get the real problem of the Congress that they wanted to blame us as uh, supposing we will oppose, but we are not opposing. That is their problem. You know only and to distribute. We are the first mover. You we only know to distribute communism poison. No, and not food. We are already distributing food no, pretty no, no. well. But they are distributing. We have enacted. You, you follow the Chhattisgarh model. But we are only interested in making e people eat poison of communalism. How? We are not interested uh, in. But there are states. The record you states doesn't no bear that out. Madhya Pradesh and Chhattisgarh have implemented okay. this. But Harsh Mandir, come in on come in on the <coughs> specific point on this food grains because that's actually something the Supreme Court and the point is being made in various hearings by activists like yourselves as well that distribute this food grain out in the free market. What's stopping it? And why do you think, uh, as Dr. P uh, Professor Panagra pointed out, that this will that this attitude will change of the government to the administrative structure once it comes to this uh, bill actually being passed? We already have a Supreme Court order saying release food grain. Yeah. No, I think that the, 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 reluct the, the reluctance of the government to actually implement that order, and I'm a commissioner of the Supreme Court, was, was you know, incredible to us uh, that we were allowing food grain to, to rot rather than distribute it to the poor. Uh, but, but to Professor Panigra, with, with respect, I wanted to say that, you know, this business about uh, uh, distributing cash instead of grain, please understand that the, uh, the public distribution system has served this country with all its flaws. It's actually a system, firstly, of guaranteeing uh, an appropriate price to the uh, to the farmer, uh, and uh, a minimum support price. You you get the grain. That is why we have grain stocks. Then you use it for price stabilisation, for free market interventions where where prices go high, and 
and then you distribute it at subsidized rates uh, uh, to, uh, uh, to large seg segments of the people. To substitute this by cash, what is going to happen to the protection to the farmer uh, in, in the first place? I, I think that, that we need to, you know, uh, we need to, uh, and uh, as was being said, that we also talk about universal maternity entitlements, we're talking about, uh, you know, protection of children from malnourishment, uh, uh, um, uh, the homeless, uh, migrants. It's a, it's a hugely important bill, and I think that, that, that I, I wish we'd, we'd not, we'd not, you know, uh, uh, you know, use TV studios to, ha to score political points but actually together collectively say that we want to see a day in which uh, no one sleeps hungry in this country. Professor Panagra, just one point again, this is a point raised by Pro Professor Amartya Sen who disagreed with on uh, many of these issues on this bill. He makes the point that why is it that uh, we see middle class outrage, subsidies never question when it comes to whether it's uh, was LPG, diesel, petrol, why do we never question the huge amount the government spends on these subsidies and why is it that we do not recognize food as a subsidy completely different from this, as a subsidy which is really ensuring a right to life? And he's attacked uh, various economists uh, on this aspect as well. So, Sonia, why doesn't Professor Sen, why doesn't Professor Sen actually attack those bad subsidies which are completely regressive? The LPG, the fertilizer and all. I mean, why doesn't he say that, okay, let's remove these subsidies and give this to the poor? I mean, he never says, you know, he says, oh, we are doing these bad subsidies, so why not do another, one of these, another of the subsidies? I mean, you can't really justify that, uh, good, uh, another subsidy on the basis of bad subsidies that are in the system. No, but if, if this subsidy is life-saving, if these subsidies are life-saving, as Professor Sen says, food is a life-saving no, no, subsidy. No, wait, wait, that's a separate issue. If you are saying, let, let us assume, let us even assume that he is right about the life-saving, although he has given still no basis of his calculations of this thousand children per week dying because of the lack of the food security being in place. But let's give him that uh, 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 benefit of the doubt that suppose he is right. But how, how, how does the argument make sense when he says, oh, we are doing all these subsidies, therefore do this one also? Why doesn't he come out and say that let's abolish these bad subsidies that are in the system and then use these money that is going to be freed up to do these other things? Professor Sain will never argue about, never advocate any, any of the subsidies that are in the system. Well, on, to, I want to also respond to Mr. Mander's uh, argument on, on yes. these price supports. He is confusing the two types of interventions. The price supports are a separate issue. Then the subsidy to the poor. Mm -hmm. A lot of countries give price supports. The entire European community gives price supports. The United States gives price supports uh, through direct subsidies. And so you right. can easily separate the two. Don't well, tell me that you, you know, to, in order to give the food, the subsidy through the procurement, you I also need a subsidy to, on this end. I think, I think the focus... Uh, uh, clearly conceptually. Right, and I think the focus really now, however, is given that it is election season, the UPA seeing this as a game changer, that is going to be the main focus. So whether it is a special session of parliament or an ordinance, this bill is likely to see the light of day sooner rather than later. Let's see how that develops politically over the next weeks and months. Thank you all very much. Uh, Shantaram Nayak, Prakash Javdekar, Nawab Malik, Harsh Mandir and Professor Panagraya, thank you for joining me from New York. Thanks very much. Well, going across to a completely different topic and track now and uh, joining me is somebody, well, who's traveling on a Chennai Express and that's of course uh, Shah Rukh Khan en route to the destination. He stopped by our studios. Uh, Shah Rukh, I'd just like to play the first look of that film first before we come back to you. Myself, Rahul. 
चालीस साल का हो गया और नॉर्मली इस एज तक हर किसी की लाइफ में एक आधा बड़ा ट्विस्ट तो आ ही जाता है मेरी लाइफ में भी एक ट्विस्ट आया Tongue firmly in cheek, Shahrukh Khan seems to be right on track in the juggernaut Chennai Express, and he's making quite a few stops along the way to show that he's still putting the king into Khan. Stop one, comedy. He's a, you know, very attractive. Teacher. Ille. Don. Stop two, romance. Stop three, action. combination that has worked for other A-listers in the recent past. And with director Rohit Shetty, the man with the Midas touch at the helm, will Chennai Express be the film that will help SRK go full steam ahead? It's a little bit wrong. You know, the way to do all the work, I was a little bit throughout the film. And it's so good organized. I'm telling you honestly, it is easier to do action with the unit and the team that Rohit plans, organizes, and uh, the way he uh, the process goes than to do a love song uh, 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 in any film it's it's completely harmless safe gentle matlab mujhko sachmuch aise lagne lag gaya ki ab main action hero ban sakta hu lekin sirf iske sath kyunki bada pyar se karata hai after all while jab tak hai jaan and rawan did cross 100 crores at the box office critics weren't too impressed with srk's performance King Khan could do with a little polishing up of his crown, especially as the other Khans have had an immaculate box office record of late. With Vikram Thapa in Mumbai, Beverly White for NDTV. Shahrukh Khan uh, joining me live now in the NDTV studio. Shahrukh, still butterflies in your stomach even as the first trailer comes out. You've still got some months before the actual release, but the countdown has begun. Yeah, but Sonia, more than that, I got really scared with the seriousness that you were discussing the food security bill. I was like, you're going to ask me serious questions like this. You get very tough huh, when you're doing all these political interviews. Um, so I'm, I'm very I'm scared. I'm scared of you than the trailer we're releasing today. But I, I, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's a different kind of film. It's uh, an entertainer. It's on uh, a big holiday, and uh, I'm working with some of the finest talents in the country: Rohit Shetty, Deepika Padukone, uh, Satyaraj. And it's, it's it's really nice. And I hope the whole idea always is: I get nervous. I hope I entertain people uh, enough amount and for a long period of time. So that's that's what makes me nervous, not just the look of the film. Is it is it a crucial film for you, Shahrukh? Because in a sense, there's always this competition. I don't know if it's media driven, but there's always this competition on Khan versus Khan versus Khan, and now a new generation of Khans. Is this film more pressure for you, or are you used to facing pressure over 20 years? 20 years, Sonia. Every year there's a pressure, and uh, which are all uh, exteriorly created. To me, the film is very important. I've never seen anything beyond my film. I always say that. I always have to repeat it whenever my film is releasing and uh, you know people keep on uh, comparing XYZ. A film is important. I think that's why I have done about 70 films have lasted that long because there is no other uh, concentration I have except the film. Who's doing better? Who's doing worse? I don't, I don't throw a party when somebody's film doesn't do well. Neither uh, do I throw a party when somebody's film does well. I throw a party when I know that people are enjoying my film and have a great time. So I've, I, none of that matters to me. Every film is crucial. Most important film of my life is always the next one. Mm -hmm. So it's not about Salman versus Shah Rukh versus Amir. Unfortunately for controversy you will have to stick to the food security bill. <laughs> I'll not be able to give you a controversy on this one. 
Shahrukh, I'm going to ask both of you. It's a brave, it's a bold decision. Interesting to call it Chennai Express when, of course, the South has its own flourishing film industry. The superstars like Rajni, Kamal Hassan, you all have gone into that territory at least with the name. So that's interesting. You're Bollywood crossing uh, the North-South divide. No, actually, the film really deals with the fact that, you know, in India, every few thousand kilometers, the languages change, but the heart is nice, and we all, in this diverse country, live with such unity and happiness. Mm -hmm. But I just thought, you know, it's a, it's a great backdrop, and it's a journey of a man, and he discovers himself and love along that journey. So it could be any place, and I think any part of the country is beautiful, and Chennai Express has a lyrical tone to it. Also, you know, when the languages are spoken, um, I think it's interesting to hear uh, for people who are not completely in tune with the South Indian language or any other languages in the country that so much diversity in culture and clothing and uh, things uh, which are different uh, religions exist but we live as one whole so it, it's very lyrical it could have been called Ready Steady Poor or Chennai Express mm -hmm. so we thought Chennai Express is uh, very lyrical uh, and of course uh, Shahrukh, uh, Deepika hasn't got a mic yet that's why I'm not asking her the questions uh, I'll ask she's her in a, a few mic. minutes she's got a mic you can ask me a question I can do your job no but uh, I'm going to play a package then we can mic her up but just to ask you Panti you gave Deepika uh, tips in Tamil did you learn any Tamil yourself? me no no I didn't give any tips to Deepika in Tamil <laughs> see except me everybody in the mm -hmm. film is from the south of India she is from yes, Bangalore uh, Rohit Shetty Mangalore uh, Satyaraji everybody most of the unit is all from the south of India I was the only I think kind of misfit and that's the whole story about so I didn't give her any tips having said that I know only one dialogue which is spoken by the main bad guy in the film Niketan Ui rode vandani ui rode po mate vetti piece piece akki parcel anupidave there translation it means you have come in as one person but by the time you leave from here I'll break you into so many pieces that we'll have to send parcel you in small parcels we have to pass, put you in parcels and send you away oh no Shahrukh that's, that sounds well that's interesting but let me just play we've got some questions for you from Chennai so let's just hear those questions and then we'll come back and hopefully have Deepika mic'd up as well okay there have been a lot of North Indian movies that are basically targeting all the South Indian customs or, uh, or their beliefs so is this going to be another such movie because uh, we've seen lots of them and we just want to know how this is different from the other movies. I saw a teaser alright, and uh, there was nothing about Chennai in that. Okay, So why Chennai Express and what's going to be there in it? Uh, there are so many crises going on in the IPL. Uh, what do you think that this IPL uh, spot fixing thing have mentally mentally affected you? So yeah, I am eagerly awaiting this film because it is his full-fledged uh, foray into comedy. Chennai Express should rock. Go ahead. North Indian films often make fun of stereotypes about South Indians. This will be different because you're the only North Indian on it. Yeah, uh, Sonia, the idea was that if we made a film like this, and that's why the casting and the crew, everybody is from the South of India, and they would never, never, you know, great actors like Satyarajji and uh, Manurmaji and everyone, uh, uh, Priyamani, you know, they would never come and be little a part of their culture and language, even if by mistake we overstepped some limit. Uh, so there is no caricature in the film or trying to make fun. It's 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 little tongue in cheek sometimes. It's a uh, uh, little goofy, and you have to enjoy it with a little bit of uh, uh, you know uh, how you say Yahoom, uh, like the gentleman asked. Uh, the name is Chennai Express, and I see nothing Chennai in it. Uh, it's only the trailer you've seen yet. 
So I'm sure your desire to see a lot of Chennai will also get fulfilled in it. And the train is actually a made-up train which is going to Chennai and the guy gets onto it. So that's the idea. The film is about the journey beginning on a train which is called Chennai Express. So there is a bit of a logic in it. And uh, Rohit has been very clear that the film is never going to be in any which way making fun of any culture. All of us. We don't need to. Uh, we are very proud of that culture ourselves. I am half South Indian. My mother's from uh, Hyderabad and Bangalore. So, you know, that part won't be there. And would you like me to answer the IPL question also? How do I get mentally affected by it? Go ahead. Yeah, please do. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad as a sports lover. <coughs> and <coughs> at, at uh, best as an owner is a little uh, disappointing. And as an Indian, uh, rather disgusting. <coughs> that, you know, sports which I believed is... Uh, extremely uh, an honest way to learn about life I teach my kids that I have learned like that uh, is somehow getting tainted uh, needs to be looked into but uh, <clears throat> being from where I am I will never step back from supporting sport in whichever form it comes whether it's in the university cricket stuff that we do for NDTV or if it is uh, IPL because I think it's important for people in positions like mine uh, which can make kids aware of the goodness of things I should participate in it but yes it needs to be cleared up and inshallah it will be but uh, what happened at the IPL is that every day some new revelation came out and of course the alleged involvement claimed by the Mumbai police of Raj Kundra, somebody who you know of course and uh, a co-owner in a sense of another team. Did you as an, <clears throat> as an owner ever face any kinds of complaints? Did you know that this existed? Because so many are asking that look, okay the whole IPL, the whole tournament, the finals, they're all rigged. Everybody knows what's going to happen. It's just a big secret everyone knows about. <laughs> no, it's, it's not like this at all. I mean, you know, the people involved in this, and let me just clarify, not only Raj Kundra, all the owners I know mm -hmm. personally and very well, whosever name comes or does not come. Uh, and when you say every day there are new revelations, there are new clarifications also, and some people get cleared also every day. Mm -hmm. So, it's, I, I think of IPL like a rock star, you know, and uh, you do pick on things, it's under scrutiny all the time. When things become too big, too fast, there are always these chances that people are going to look at the negatives first. Uh, some of it is part, partly like that. Partly is true, I'm sure, when so many things are coming out. And um, when you tell me that, I'm a, have I been aware, you know, the people who own these teams, most of them are well and constant, the businesses that they do, like all of us, we are personally doing something else. This is something we wanted to support just for the fact that it's a, a new venture into sports in India, which is important. Mm -hmm. uh, no, one has never been aware. And uh, I'll tell you the honest truth <coughs> is, whenever one has lost or been defeated, I have cried with my children and felt very sad and it's all uh, for there to see and I can easily justify it now like someone who's not completely uh, smart about it and say oh it must be fixed, oh it's like this, it's easy to say that. Mm -hmm. But that's not the point which uh, I get convinced by. What makes me sad are the victories because if this is true, even in the smallest sense, uh, those victories seem a little banal, uh, they seem a little empty. And that's not nice because uh, I've been teaching my kids and myself that, you know, we need to learn how to win and fall down, get up, brush ourselves and start all over again. So those would be very unfortunate if any of it is true. So one has never been aware of it. As a matter of fact, uh, with due respect, uh, you know, every time I try to enter an area of uh, privacy where nobody's allowed, including the owners, mm -hmm. I'm hugely reprimanded. Uh, last yes. year more so than <laughs> in the year after that so I mean you know they're very strict with me too and everyone it's not like they're strict with me and not the other owners but beyond that some kind of greed and uh, meanness has come into it and hopefully it should be cleared up but we don't give up hope that you can clear up systems and uh, processes and a thing which is so wonderful otherwise. No and I totally agree with you that it's easy to make allegations it's easy to 
paint someone, but you need to wait for actual concrete evidence before you judge uh, someone absolutely, guilty. And absolutely. And uh, Deepika, it's great. And, and friends like Raj and everyone, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Deepika, it's great to actually have uh, you join us uh, as well on Chennai Express. Uh, it's a good time for you because you've of course just got a movie out, then this other big one coming and it's the first time I think you're back with Shah Rukh after Om Shanti Om. How's Shah Rukh changed and how have you changed? Because then you were a debutante, now you're a star in your own right. Um, That's your favorite. Yeah, uh, well I don't think, uh, I think Shah Rukh has changed a lot, you know, he used to be a really nice person and he's become really, really mean, no I'm joking, he's always, always been very, very uh, protective, very possessive and uh, I think somewhere feels responsible for the fact that he launched me mm -hmm. and uh, that's a nice feeling to know that there's someone in this industry who, who really sort of stands by you through every decision and uh, I feel, I feel protected, I feel safe. And uh, I think today we're friends like we, I don't think we were um, friends earlier. I think I was more in awe of the fact that I was working with him in my first film. But today I think uh, we share a great uh, relationship. Sharuk means she doesn't respect me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but uh, Sharuk, it's interesting because of course one aspect in Bollywood has always been this whole age issue that the heroes get older, they're looking better, but the heroines often get younger and younger. Deepika, of course, is... Uh, grown, matured wonderfully, but it's true that a big f superstar like herself can get a heroine of 18. It doesn't happen the other way around at all. No, I mean, if there is a lady who's 65 and wants me, I'm there. <laughs> Great, so I'm, we, we're going to see you star with Madhuri, your old Madhuri, etc., back in the industry, but we wouldn't see a movie with yeah, Shahrukh and you Madhuri. You don't say that. Don't call, don't call Madhuri old at all, okay? I did. She hit me first and then she'll come to you. <laughs> No, I, I don't think it's like this. See, uh, you know, I find it strange that in India we make such a big thing about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, nobody talks about Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt acting with, uh, uh, you know, Katie Holmes. And it's just a normal thing. These are characters. Sean Connery was acting with Catherine Zeta-Jones in a film called Entrapment in a romantically inclined way. And it was alright. Sean Connery is like my grandfather. And uh, it's a character that you play. And I think uh, the virility or the beauty or, uh, you know, just the goodness of uh, men and women should not be counted by the years they've left. I think it should be just the characters they play. Uh, having said that, I mean, you know, Deepika is, of course, way younger than me. Uh, but in terms of maturity, intelligence and, uh, you know, uh, enactment of rules, I learn a lot from her now. So, we don't feel the age difference. Uh, I mean, she doesn't call me, uh, she calls me, doesn't even call me sir, actually. Uh, and it's all right. I mean, it can be other way around also. If I'm ever called upon to do a film, in which the uh, leading lady is a little older than me, uh, I would most certainly want to be part of it if the story requires it. Mm -hmm. uh, Shahrukh, uh, we've got some uh, viewers who have written in on NDTV.com and uh, Titus from Bengal asks that you said from now on you will see the heroine's name before the heroes when the credit roll. So will that happen in Chennai Express? That's a great initiative but do you think this can help in changing the stereotype mindset? The viewer Titus then adds, love you. I love you too. Um, and I, I don't think, you know, mindsets can be changed by actions like this. It's not a very big thing that I'm doing or the unit is doing or Balki and everyone who decided to do this. Mm -hmm. I think it's just making you aware that it does not make a difference uh, where the name comes of a man or a woman, of a leading artist. I mean, the best would actually be just alphabetically. Mm -hmm. The best would be in order of appearance. Uh, this whole uh, system of trying to make the man come before the woman, it's just an awareness. I don't think it's going to change the whole system. And uh, there are a lot of things that can be done and we should actually, I'd like to one day come and talk about women issues, whatever little I understand. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in the smallest way, 
in the profession that we are I think it just starts showing some kind of an interest and letting people be aware that if we think it's all right it should be the other it should be in other professions too so yeah it will be the Picard's name will come uh, uh, first uh, and I'm being very smart because even if it was alphabetically it would come first <laughs> no, I'm joking I'm joking I'm joking please don't take this seriously people no but I'm going to step in here and say that you know for me Shah Rukh has always been someone who's treated uh, women equally I'm not even saying better I mean he's always sort of uh, been um, you know a, a gentleman in, in a sense but he's always treated we, women equally so yeah I mean yeah absolutely <laughs> I do I do I do arm wrestling also with him and get beaten up <laughs> but of course uh, Shahrukh Deepika we're talking about this at a time when there's been a tragic suicide of a young woman an aspiring star in a sense actress Jia Khan and that's really focused the whole issue back on the pressures that young women face in the entertainment industry whether it's Bollywood modeling television is that something you see both of you are very successful but do you see that around you every day and how can how can the industry actually help in something like this see I tell you it's very unfortunate the incident absolutely uh, but I, I think again it gets a little myopic if we start looking at the pressure situation for men or women mm -hmm. uh, only in Bollywood or in television or modeling I think uh, life uh, life is unfair at times you know there are going to be issues in every profession uh, I do truly believe that uh, and please I'm not trying to say media does it I'm part of media but I think they get highlighted a little more uh, than other instances having said that it's extremely unfortunate wherever it would happen in whichever profession to a man or a woman at a young age and uh, so I will not be able to particularly talk about uh, uh, the young lady uh, I, I didn't know her at all uh, neither would Deepika I think but just as a generic uh, person who's uh, you know done well in his life coming from a town in a, in a profession which is a difficult profession I would just say that you need to understand that you know uh, for love for profession for the pressures there are going to be bad times and you need to try and face them I think parents will play a very big supporting role in that if they are uh, there uh, or family I think you need to uh, stick together for that friends and in case uh, you need to you know sometimes I, I sell that in my movies that you know give up uh, life for love I think it is it is genuinely the other way around that if you are able to create life uh, out of the love that you have I think those are things which one should look at and there should be guidance counseling there should be people but um, uh, the pressures of life are difficult it's, it's extremely unfortunate uh, and uh, somehow if this message can be put across for men and women even more mm -hmm. that you know uh, one need not take such a drastic step because at the end of it all things can turn out much better uh, you know we've all had low times and low phases in our careers we pass through uh, issues in uh, profession in love uh, and, and you fight it out and you kind of stick by it and hopefully things go better it's unfortunate to happen to this young lady um, but yeah I, I, I don't know how else what else to say for this Deepika your views on that your perspective as a young woman yourself um, well I, I mean uh, I think like Shah Rukh said I think it's uh, you know there's pressures everywhere and I think it's really where you channelize that energy and sort of hopefully have family and friends and a, a great support, uh, support system to um, back you and I think it's unfair to say that it's this industry or it's this profession um, I think uh, it really depends on how you sort of handle the situation but honestly I mean I, she's someone who is very very I, mean, I, I knew I've worked with and I'm a bit uncomfortable talking about it well as, you, as we end uh, Shahrukh it's uh, over 20 years since you've been in the industry and NDTV marks uh, 25 years so 
any favorite moments we got so many favorite shark moments i can't pick one but any favorite edit tv moments of yours and don't take my answer no yours yours was nice <laughs> no uh, when we spent time with you we, we made you dance uh, that was good um, my favorite moment has been you know when uh, i used to come earlier on uh, it was very intriguing for me late night i would come down and uh, uh, come down to your office it was extremely romantic coming back to delhi <laughs> after having just made it as a movie star and uh, you know that whole thing i don't know if you know this sonia but that was the archana theater gallery uh, cinema used to be there i've grown up around that area so just walk up the steps and hang around there and uh, meeting pranoy and everyone there there been lots of lovely moments i've done some uh, uh, interviews across states and cities uh, mm -hmm. where i've uh, uh, talked about i i yeah i think ntv has been a part and parcel of our lives uh, in a certain sense we started all together feel very nice it's kind of if it ever stood for that am i supposed a new delhi tv so it, it feels nice that we both came down from delhi and kind of doing well for ourselves in our profession and i have i have a very heartfelt attachment to everyone all of you uh, in ndtv and uh, you know my love to you for 25 years uh, give my big hug to barkha to yourself to pranoy to everyone uh, god bless you all Sharuk, Deepika, it was great to have uh, both of you on. As I said, the countdown has begun. We are focusing on elections countdown, but I'm sure the movie is much more important for all those involved with it. All the best with it, and thanks so much for joining us tonight. We'll leave you with that trailer which released today. Thanks so much for watching, and thanks so much, Sharuk Thank and Deepika. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia.